All down. All silent. Going, going, going. Gone. So congratulations. Welcome to the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate. Each episode, we chat with real estate author and industry leader, Peter O'Malley, to discuss the current property market conditions and provide insights to assist you on your property journey. Hi, Peter, and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Kieran. Good to see you. Yeah, good good to see you. We've got uh, December rate rise likely to come to fruition shortly. And as you know, we're recording this before the announcement uh, from the RBA. I wonder, given what we've talked about over the last few weeks and, and given what's been happening in the market, what do you think the expectation should be for people as uh, Governor Philip Lowe makes his announcement? Look, inflation moderated in November, which was welcome by the market. America saw moderation in inflation as well. So hopefully central banks are getting on top of inflation, Kieran. I still think that Philip Lowe will increase interest rates in December. By the time people are listening to this, the decision will have been made and announced. I think the RBA will be very cautious about backing off too early and seeing inflation bounce again. Inflation's a weed in the economy. You can stamp all over it with interest rate rises, and the moment you back off, it can spring back to life. The shutdowns in China with their COVID issues are not going to help the global inflation story. So I suspect that Philip Lowe is well advised to go with a rate rise in December as much as it'll hurt everyone, including ourselves. <laughs> but that is going to be the right policy. I think he will talk to the fact that it's a good thing that inflation looks like it could be moderating, but we can't drop our guard. I have heard some some commentators talking about interest rates and inflation, particularly in the US and the flow-on effects here to Australia. Uh, we know that Governor Lowe has been chasing inflation with these interest rate rises. Uh, in your experience, do you think that he's chasing aggressively enough uh, or perhaps has he got a little bit of room to, to go to, to make sure that we aren't you know, heading towards some kind of financial collapse? Look, there's two points to this, I think, as far as I'm reading it, and I could be wrong. There's peak interest rates which is what falls under Philip Lowe's domain. But there's peak impact. And peak impact was never going to hit the property market and the economy until well into next year as COVID-era mortgages expired and people needed to refinance. So the market will welcome any signal from Jerome Powell in America and Philip Lowe here in Australia that we're coming up to peak interest rate, which it looks like we may be. But we must not confuse that with peak impact because there's a big challenge for the economy and the property market in 2023 as households' mortgages rapidly move overnight as their loan expires from 2.5% or 2% mortgage rate to 5 5.5%. A lot of people were lucky to lock in long-term you know, COVID-era interest rates. That's one factor, as you say, that's going to have, uh, I guess, a flow-on effect into that impact in the property market in Australia. Are there any other elements that are propping up the market at this point that, that people should be aware of? The economy is going really well. So if you're not a PAYG earner, but you do own a small business or you're working as a company director, you've never seen conditions so good. So there's plenty of people in our economy that are doing really well at the moment. If I'm honest about that, it seems to be people at the sort of top end of the market or the top half of earners, if you like. And that's being reflected in how strong property prices are over $5 million in Sydney at the moment. The mortgage belt has worn the brunt of what's happened this year. The peak interest rate, if that's what we're coming up to somewhere between December 2022 and Easter 2023, will be welcome from a sentiment perspective, 
But all year, what Philip Lowe has been doing with these interest rate rises is trying to temper the enthusiasm and the sentiment in the market and bring the the property market and the economy to heel. Next year, Philip Lowe won't need to manage sentiment because people are going to feel it in the hip pocket as their loans suddenly jump aggressively overnight. Do you think people are really prepared for that outcome, Peter? You know, the, the ones that you talk to, I've got friends who've taken out mortgages on these loans. I've taken out one myself. We like to think we planned for that in advance, you know, some realistic idea. But do you think that people really are prepared for this? In the first half of 2022, when rates began moving, they first moved in May 2022, I think people that had a home loan locked into late 2023, maybe even late 2024, said, this is fine. It doesn't apply to me. I've got a locked in home loan. But as we turn the corner for 2023, I think where interest rates and mortgage rates are currently sitting, it's becoming very real for a lot of people. And we noticed late in the year, without breaking any confidences, that people put their property on the market with us that otherwise wouldn't have put their property on the market because their financial modelling didn't stand up in 2023 when they need to pay these current market interest rates. So I think it's becoming real for a lot of people, Kieran. A good point, Peter. I wonder, given that we expect to potentially see peak interest rates coming sometime next year, do you think it's likely that those listening can expect their interest rate to start to come back down after that happens? If interest rates are cut at any stage in 2023, that would suggest that the economy has hit the rocks. So there would be a positive and a negative in that in one. Yes, interest rates are coming down. That's great. But they're coming down because the economy is in trouble. Philip Lowe and the RBA have been able to ratchet up interest rates as aggressively as they have, keeping unemployment low and the economy ticking over. So that's a a bit of a tick there for Philip Lowe that he's been able to manage that to this degree. The good thing is that he has ratcheted interest rates up so quickly and so far from where we were that he has got scope to cut if the economy hits the rocks. Given that some of the people listening to this show are in that mortgage belt that are going through a tougher time or or potentially may face really tough times ahead with these rises, is there any advice that you can give in terms of what they should be thinking about doing in property at the moment, given that it is they're not immune from these rises? Is there any tips to, to help them on their way? Be realistic about their finances and their planning. Plan in advance. So absolutely, I don't think you need, I don't think one can allow these higher interest rates to just wash in overnight on their finances and go, what do we do now? So like I mentioned earlier, people who have looked at their financial modelling heading into 2023, 2024 saying, this is not quite working for us. We want to make a move now while we can, whilst we're not under pressure. That's the time to do it. Households do have a tricky equation in front of them, Kieran. How high will interest rates go. We have an opinion today that they're probably coming close to peak interest rate, but we don't really know. When we look at 2023 forecasts for the property market, more than any other year, there's no consensus amongst the experts in inverted commas as to what will happen in the property market next year. So when there's such a diversity of view as to what will happen in the 2023 property market, that tells us that nobody really knows. And the reason nobody really knows is it's so dependent on global events. What do global interest rates do? What does global inflation do? What happens in China with their COVID lockdowns and the supply chain issue? Where does the Ukraine war issue go from here? So the outlook in 2023 is particularly murky. And if your financial modelling doesn't stand up in 2023, you're better off adjusting 
earlier than later. But in saying that, there will be some people that sell their property because their financial modelling doesn't stand up. And if the market does bounce back in 2023, which is what Louis Christopher of SQM Research is forecasting, that'll be painful because you'll have effectively sold at the bottom of the market. So there's very challenging decisions for households that are struggling financially with these higher interest rates. Do they cut and run or do they try and see it through? Good information, Pete, and certainly interesting to see what happens as we move into 2023. Before we do look too far ahead, though, I wanted to have a quick chat about what's been happening in property up to this point. So up to the end of November, how has the market fared and have we seen any improvements, particularly in that mortgage belt sector? Uh, look, CoreLogic put their numbers out this week, Kieran, and these numbers run till the end of November, November 30, 2022. I think one of the more interesting takeouts for me is that house prices have fallen by more than apartment prices in 2022. And I think that's a function of the fact that house prices rose so aggressively in 2021 in that boom that they had further to correct to come back to uh, real value, if you like, or, or fundamental value. So to put some specifics on that, year to date, till November 30, 2022, Sydney house prices are down 10.6%, giving us a median value now of $1.257 million. So that was uh, nudging $1.4 million, I believe, at the peak of the market, the median house price. Uh, when we come to apartments, year to date, the apartment market in Sydney is down at 7.3%. So it's it's fair a couple of percentage points better than housing, and I think that'll surprise a lot of people. Dwellings overall in Sydney, when you combine townhouses, apartments, and houses, are down 9.7% year to date. 9.7% does not sound like the end of the world to me. Uh, it's funny, I read so much information about what's happening, you know, all the doomsday predictions across the market, this incredible crash, how we're going to end up like Ireland and lose 55% of our property value. I see those numbers, you know, less than 10% loss to me doesn't seem that bad. Any thoughts? At the end of a 25% 12-month boom that we had in 2021, it's probably a natural phase of the property cycle. Where the 9.7% drop in the market is painful for anyone that bought in 2021 at the peak of the market. If you put a 20% deposit down on a property and pay the stamp duty, and keeping in mind that stamp duty is a, a, a sunk cost that you'll never get back, and the property market drops 10%, well, if you've put all your wealth into buying that property, you've just been wiped out by 50%. So that's who it's most painful for. But anyone that's purchased in 1992 for 500,000 and their property is now worth 3.5 million and it's pulled back to 3.2 million, well, they're clearly well in front. Uh, I think the most balanced point or perspective on this, Kieran, is that property prices are higher now than what they were at the beginning of the pandemic. And if you had have said to people at the beginning of the pandemic that property prices will be higher in three years' time than what they are today, most people would have uh, said, I'll take that. I think they would have laughed you out of their house, Peter, that's for sure. We're coming to December now. Just quickly, you want to touch base. You got any plans for the Christmas season, mate? We've got uh, our middle son is leaving primary school and migrating to high school. Uh, so lots of activity there. But uh, it has been a challenging year as a, as a realtor. There's no doubt about that. Uh, communicating a 9.7% drop in the market is not particularly fun. So uh, I'm looking for some uh, R&R, Kieran. No, 100%, 100%. Personally, I'll be taking my wife and kids over to Roselle. They've got a fantastic carols on a ninth over there. So looking forward to a, a well-earned break at the end of this year, I think. You've earned it. Perfect. Thanks, Pete, and catch you next time. Thanks, Kieran. All the best. 
Thanks for joining us on the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate, the podcast providing real estate insights you won't find anywhere else.